Welcome to this series of the Become Inspired UHQ podcast. Over the next few episodes, I talk to individuals that have achieved excellence in the world of sport and fitness, explore their values, their goals, and find out how they've developed as people professionally and personally. In this episode, I speak to the amazing Svava Sigbert's daughter, the Icelandic queen of the Vikings. Uh, she made her name as a celebrity personal trainer, working with um, Nicole Scherzinger, Amanda Holden, but more recently um, has started moving more towards the mental benefits of physical exercise or the motivations behind exercise and fitness she still loves her exercise and her fitness and obviously considers herself a personal trainer but really interesting chat with her into what what her values are and where the viking method her method of of working out comes from but again looking now at mental health and how the physical mental health um areas combine um, what her thoughts are on things like body image, especially for girls in school and how difficult it is for them to cope with all the things that things like social media throw at them. Um, her take on CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy and and everything in between. So yeah, without further ado, have a listen to my chat with Svava. Svava, thanks very much for my letting pleasure. me into your, it's nice to actually be with someone and not, like I just said, not be on Zoom. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to start off with the tricky first question, which is what are your three core personal values that you like to live your life by? Okay, so you kind of have the normal ones, like honesty and kindness and empathy and all of that. So I think we all want to have that within ourselves. But with certain things like during the day, what I think about is... I want to do my best, which is very different on different days. And, um, and just that feel that I have that I'm capable of doing whatever I need to do. And whatever comes up against me, I can actually get past it and work through it and find a way. And I think that's kind of the one is that I'm just capable of whatever happens. And um, number two, because I work with so many people and different people and and different ages and different walks of life, I've learned not to take anything personally. Like most things aren't personal. Most things have to do with what they're going through, what's been happening with them and how they kind of see things. So I've also very much learned to, I judge and view people from what they've been through instead of what I've been through. Like I would never say, I would never say like, um, I would never do that. Like things, sentences like that. Mm. I just, I, I just really. Would you call that empathy? Would you, would you, how would you? Yeah. And also just understand that, that what you've been through is very limited. Like you can't, you can't take, not value people, but you can't judge people and assess mm. people from what you've been through. Like if you were in that situation that they've been through, you might've done exactly the same. You just, you, you don't know because you haven't been through that. So I think it's just a very, I think it's it's very not I think it's very naive and quite judgmental mm. to view other people from your own experience. Okay. And I think you learn a lot more by doing that. And obviously, yeah, you become more sympathetic and empathetic to what they've been through. Mm. And you learn much more from it. So it's really viewing, viewing the trying to view the world through their eyes and 
yeah. their, their unique experience rather than through yours. Yeah. And normally you can always understand people. You might get some clickbait story about somebody, but then you watch a documentary about them and their life, then you all, all of a sudden your view has changed. Yeah. So you can normally understand people if you just know what they've been through and where they come from. Okay. So core values for you are your own capabilities, yeah. your, your own ability to do mm. what you need to do on a daily basis and the ability to think and work with people from their perspective rather than your own. Yeah. And not those. take things personally as well. Not be like and constantly yeah. offended about everything. Yeah. You know, if somebody said, and people say a lot to, to me sometimes, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't like that you swear on Instagram, you know? Okay, that's fine. You don't have to like it. Like, it's mm. it's very much like, I don't have to take it in all the time. Or, you know, I, I don't like your blonde hair. Okay, that's, that that's really, fine. That, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it's that okay. really comes through on your um, on your reels, which is like, you know, you do you, yeah. they'll do them. Don't try not to let it affect you all the time. What Where, so do, where do you think that comes from? I'm picking up on that particular mm. one. Because there's, um, there's a book at the moment, mm. which um, uh, it's got a rude title and it's the the subtle art of not oh, giving Oh, I love that. it. You read it? Yeah. So I'm reading it at the moment. I love it. And the only reason I didn't say it, and I know you'll swear at some point, it's fine, mm-hmm. because um, I'll have to bleep out because it's going to go to kids. <laughs> <I'll watch> it, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. You don't have to. I can bleep it. Oh, I love it. But it's that, a fantastic book. That, would you say that's kind of what we're saying here? Like you could, you've only yeah. got a certain number of those to give. Exactly. So you've got to choose them very carefully. Yeah, you have to choose your battles. Mm. And not and, and not everything is worth the fight. And also, it also just creates things in you. Mm. So it might stay with you all, you know, like a person said to me the other day, this is like nothing, this is about a song and, um, and the Dance Monkey song. And she mm. said, oh, people think it's a girl, but it's actually an 11-year-old boy. And I said, no, it's not. I said, I watched her on, in an interview. It's, mm. it's an 18-year-old girl from Australia who mm. used to be a busker. She goes, no, 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 it's not. And I just went, okay. Like, I'm not, I, you know, I don't have to be like, I don't, I don't have diff- to defend my point. Like, I'm yeah. defending my, okay, then just believe that. I've yeah, said it. I'd find that difficult. I know, but but it's just, I've gotten so used to it. If you want to keep that, just... Would old, you know. would old father have got into a ding dong about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I w- sometimes, I sometimes joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I do actually. But I think it came from how I was raised. My mom was very much like, um, if you have a problem, can you do something about it? Yes, then go and do something about it. Mm. If you can't, then stop worrying about it. Mm. And she was like, and she was very much about, you could do, you can do whatever you want. You just can't do everything. Mm. And and being very capable. And she always had this, um, I can, and I will, and I dare. She made us say this quite often. And um, and she was very good, like with certain things, like I can realize that after I got older, like I came home from school once and I told my mo- mom, this boy in my class said I was stupid. And she just said, if someone says you're a car, are you a car? And I said, well, no, of course not. And she said, exactly. And that was, that was them. I can and I will and I dare. I like, I like yeah. that. She said it a lot before, like I had any performances or exam or anything or anything that I was stressed yeah. about. You know, she was never like, oh, shy away from it then. But she was like, I understand, but you are capable. You can yeah. do this, even if it's hard, you know. Picking up on you, and I've got a real problem saying Iceland, because I want to say Iceland. <laughs> Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, I was saying it to Iceland. 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 Is it? Is that? Is there a typical cultural upbringing in Iceland? Like, is it? Is it very much that kind of, um, you know, go for yeah. it attitude, like you were just saying? Yeah. And can you talk a bit about that? And do you think that's really sort of shaped your mindset now and what you believe in? Yeah, I think it was very much like that. And and we have, 
you know, it's never been whether you're a girl or a boy, what you can do and things mm. like that. It's always been very equal. The country's been very equal always. And um, yeah, and I think you are normally raised that you are capable and you can do you can do things, mm. you know. And and not like hardship is good, but it's good to go against up against something, be able to see it through, because then you actually know you can do hard things. Mm. You can't know that you can do hard things if you never do anything that's hard. Mm. It's impossible. You have to you have to get the experience to know something about yourself. You can't, it's like saying I'm kind, but I never do anything to show kindness. Yeah. Then then it, these are just empty words. Yeah. Saying, if I would say I'm capable, but I only do things that I know and that are easy, then I haven't I haven't shown any capability mm. of what I can actually do. Yeah, you are what you do, not yeah. what you say, right? And you know, picking up on your whole the whole brand that you've built, the Viking mm. method, can you talk a bit about? that and and you know obviously it's come from iceland are you are you really passionate about the kind of heritage of the vikings and the um, cultural and, and and again like we're talking about values right yeah the value that they kind of that those values embedded in you and what you do and what you believe in and how you train and what you're saying on social media and i think else? it's more okay so so basically i knew what i wanted to do like how i wanted to help people and you know help them from kind of the inside out both like mentally and physically and all of it you knew that earlier and, did you? Yeah, yeah and that was kind of like my goal but then often you have to change your approach to your goal mm. so first i started with um with a company that was called um the exercise and the nutrition group, which is just a lame name. So I was like, no, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then because I do yoga as well, and I'm a yoga teacher, I was like, I would love to bring all of this together. Mm -hmm. So then I created a company called Bootcamp Yoga. This was in, and, this uh, was in Iceland still? No, right? this was here. Oh, was it? So when did you come up? When did you come up? I came here to study. Okay. So this was after I finished my studies. For you, so you know, was it university? Or? I came and I did a degree in musical theatre. Oh, okay, course, yeah. So Hence the amazing dancing pineapple dance studios michael oh, jackson exactly. stuff yeah so which so, is the other which is the other bit of content that's brilliant on your oh yeah media. i love yeah. it yeah. such a good class <laughs> and but it was very much like 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 what, how we talk about failing mm. you know failing is the quickest way to success which is very much is and so i started bootcamp yoga but it wasn't i was doing like a functional training for half an hour and yoga for half an hour i was mm. literally doing like a burpee into a downward yeah, dog yeah nobody loves that yeah because you have the yoga people and then you have the, you know, the burpee people. Yeah. These do can. not come together. Right. You know, so that was an absolute failure. And uh, so I kind of learned from these kind of companies. I learned what not what worked as, as a selling point, but I just made the product better. Like mm. what what how I wanted to set it and, mm. and with them also with the mental aspect of things and what I wanted to do and stuff. And um, so I created the Viking method, but also it's just because. I come from Iceland. It sounds mm. really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's also a little bit like that, that. Yeah. Yeah. but it is the, but it does work. Like think like a Viking. It is very much like, mm. you know, don't go and, and you, you know, and burn down villages. I'm no. not meaning like olden days Vikings, no. but, but when people think about Vikings, they still think like strength and you're mm. powerful and you mm. can do things and, and stuff like that. And also because it was the same, like Vikings were women as well. They mm. went, you know, it wasn't they were just sitting at home and just the men went. Mm. So it's just about that kind of, yeah, what it brings with it. Is there know? a balancing act with it? Because probably quite sexistly, I think people think Viking and they think big hairy man, yeah. horns on the helmet. Do you have, is it a balancing act with how masculine and feminine it is? Because like you used to use words like strength, mm. um, you know, capable and strong. And obviously you, that's how you very much come across. But 
I guess it, you don't want it to be overly masculine either, right? And is, no. that, is that conscious? Is that and it's not, conscious? Yeah, and it's not necessarily like strength, like physical strength. Mm. You have to be able to, you know, deadlift a certain amount or nothing mm. like that. Mm. But it's just more like that that belief in yourself, yeah. you know, that you are you aren't weak you know these are all choices that you have Mm. you have all of this strength and that's why i quite like to do like i do quite a lot of punching and kicking and stuff and things like that and it's just it just makes you feel how much power you actually Mm. have inside you that you don't realize and often i make people um shout when they're punching and kicking Mm. and in the beginning they find it really uncomfortable because we're not taught to be loud Mm. and take up space especially especially british people would you say very much and and you know like with my teenage girls they find it really uncomfortable in the mm. beginning but then then you know when they scream and kick at the same time they're like oh because... do they do they flat refuse have you had to go no oh, no no they, they don't. don't but they okay. just start with like ah like that and i'm like no 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 that's <laughs> not that's not screaming yeah. and then they go for it and you just get filled with this energy mm. and it's just just to kind of remind people that they have this energy mm. you know they don't have to go around like kicking people and yeah. screaming but you have all of this power inside you that you sometimes you've just forgotten. I just want to serve as a reminder to people how capable they actually are. Mm. Like, like you, you can always find a way, you yeah. know, often as a PE teacher, I, I do that kind of stuff with them. And always with a caveat was please don't go and do this to like, you know, don't go and punch. Yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sometimes have to say that. What's your, um, what's your sporting background? So I know a little bit about you because mm. I, th- I think you've, you used to play football, you used to play football, didn't you? And what can you talk a bit about your sports that you played and how that might have kind of influenced what you're doing now? You've talked about yeah. yoga, obviously. You like kickboxing. Would you call yeah. it kickboxing? kickboxing? Is it is it Muay Muay Thai? Yeah. And then so Muay Thai is obviously a, a sort of Thai version of kickboxing, right? Yeah. 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 And then I did uh, football for a very long time, handball for a very long time. Big in Iceland, handball. Very big. Yeah. Like massive. And um, and then I did dance always. Yeah. And yeah, so I've never, I've never trained ever. And then I used to go to the gym. I, mm. I did aerobics, like when the aerobics were coming up mm. and, um, and I did it with a, with a guy, I think because it was here on telly, but I think he's not here anymore. He, he was Sportacus in Lacey town. Yeah. So he is yeah. Sportacus. Right. So he comes from Iceland and he created oh, Lacey town and ah. he was my teacher. Was he? Yeah. Teacher aerobics teacher was it? and it was oh, like wow. the old school like great yeah, one and yeah. that kind of stuff yeah yeah and we used to travel around, around once we went around scandinavia just kind of show aerobics and mm. we go to like schools and stuff like that oh cool so but i think because i've always been so into sports and and things and been and it's more about what i'm doing and the performance and and what it makes me feel like and makes my body being able to do mm. i've never ever gone into a single training session thinking about what my body looks like like the look mm. of like i have to train in order to obtain mm. this kind of shape or like never ever it's never it's never been a thought mm. it's always the mental benefit and the aesthetics is a bonus yeah, yeah. do you it's see it as like a bonus byproduct is that yeah. what you is that how you describe it yeah when because you train? the way i train i'm still my body is going to be in a in a very like um like a healthy shape mm. it's, it's going to be able it's it's quite strong and adapt, adaptable and quick and i get all of that from my training but but it's kind of like the byproduct that mm. that i have you know a, a toned body just comes from that's not the goal yeah 
it just happens anyway yeah which often people forget mm. you will get there anyway mm. so you can actually just train for what if people come what, do. what if clients come to you and desperately work with you and they say i want to look this way i want to you know look like this person i want to be a bodybuilder do you say i'm not the right trainer for you are you just honest enough no, or do no. You, no well i say to them okay this is the difference like this is like the difference between a good goal and a bad goal and i talk to my clients about that first of all everybody's body is different like because i get this a lot from like uh, media like what would a woman have to do how would she have to eat and train to have a body like nicole scherzinger or mm. amanda holden mm. and i just say well they, they could do everything under the sun mm. and they might still not look like them because you're just different shape you know like like if you're like me i'm quite i'm quite straight and lean mm. i will never have a curvy body mm. it's just my genes are not like that and my body is not built like that. Mm. So no matter what I do, so if that, if if I would come to a trainer and be like, oh, can I, can I look like, you know, this person who is like very, is, has a very curvy body, the trainer should say to me, that's not your body shape. But like I say to people, what can be your goal is put your body in the best shape your body can be in. Mm. So it's just very much about the person and obviously if somebody comes into me and, and and it's very overweight we work on that just to you know just to make the body kind of capable and healthy again but it's always it's never about looking like somebody else mm. and as soon as you as soon as you do that because then even if you have that goal and then you do everything and your body is it's in fantastic shape and you can do everything and your energy is so good and everything mm. you're still going to feel not good enough because mm. you still don't look like that mm. person mm. which is terrible yeah so it makes no sense. Same as, as when people come to me and say, I want to be, I want to be 58 kilos. And I say, okay, why? Like, what's the logic behind this number, first of all? And they go, oh, I don't know. I just want to be 58 kilos. Like, so, so there's no, there's no reason. Mm. You're just, you're just making this number up. And if we train and the same thing, you become absolutely amazing and you're 59.5, then you're going to be up unhappy you because you didn't reach mm. this number, which mm. you just made up from nothing yeah so yeah so we really talk about that kind of stuff like those are bad goals you want to be look like somebody else and have a certain weight as your goal so you don't yeah you very much don't compare yourself to other people no. and that also comes into all your positive psychology stuff as well isn't it you do you you be you yeah um what about you do you goal set are you in do you like wake up and go right hit these are my goals this is my are you someone that writes down to-do lists and you have strategic goals for yourself or um, are you more kind of this is what I believe. And we talked about your values, yeah. you know, you're capable, you're empathetic, you're not too sensitive. Do you just let almost let not let life take you where you want it to go, but are you, how strategic are you with your own goals? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, quite like when it comes to goals, what I want to achieve with my company and stuff, mm. I am, and um, I can be quite relentless with them. And, but, but I think what, what's one of the core things I go by is that, that life is, actually quite enjoyable and mm. people are nice like that's literally what I kind of you know I quite I quite I like life you know so I don't and I'm not saying I wake up and I and I like jump out of bed and I'm yeah. like wow but but I'm not I'm excited about the day and mm. things like that mm. because also I feel like I can create quite a lot like I'm not I'm not what what's kind of happening to me I'm I'm more like what I'm making happen in a way. And I can say that even if I know what the day is, even mm. if I have like six clients in a row and things like that. But but yeah, so I have very much goals when it comes to my yeah, my company. And also like one of my goals is is just to be very quite self-aware 
I like that. Mm. Not like constantly as soon as I wake up, I'm not, I'm not going, so how am I feeling mm. necessarily? Mm. But it's more like when something, let's say something is said to me and I can feel emotions coming, I kind of sit with it a little bit and I go like, okay, I'm now, am I reacting now? Are these emotions coming up because of what is going on mm. or something because it's old and it triggered something? And, yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Like um, my parents used to, used to argue quite a lot. So, so I would get very tense. I would find argument like really horrible when, when I grew up. So even if I was sitting on a chew and there would be a couple like strangers, complete strangers, and they would start arguing, I would get really uncomfortable. And I could feel my adrenaline and I could feel so wary of them. And mm. I just couldn't stop like wondering what's going to happen next. So it was more that, like that because I never knew where the argument was going to go. So it's mm. the unpredictability of what's going to happen that, that I found so hard. But then after, but I know this. Did you, did you know that at the time? Were you self-aware enough at the time or is it only looking back with hindsight that you, you know? No, I've started, I've started working on this like, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe. Mm. And so I can actually go, do you know what? This is just old emotions yeah. coming to visit because you felt that a lot as a child. This is not how you're feeling right now. Mm. You know what this is. This is absolutely okay. And I just talk it kind of down so so I can do that very much now so now and even to the point now I don't notice it like I would now go on the tube and not notice in this way like it wouldn't personally affect me that that strangers are having like a discussion you mm. know mm. so I think it's that and I try to do that every day like just be like just be aware of yeah you know I question I'm just questioning thoughts and yeah. feelings I'm being, not just reacting you're, being, to every you're, single, cu you're curious about yeah. it right yeah and I'm not taking everything I feel and think as, as literal truth. Mm. Like, and this is, I know it's not. And it's interesting that you talk like that because obviously professionally, yeah, there's obviously loads of merit in really being strategic, having a plan, but personally, it's more going back to what you said at the start, being aware of who you are, what your values are, what you stand for mm -hmm. and, and being self-aware and self-reflective, I guess. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I think, you know, that probably comes with time and experience a little bit, doesn't it, as well? But yeah. yeah, and also what comes as well with with when you start doing this is that I can I can also if I do something wrong, you know, if I say, say something that I shouldn't have or I react in a bad way or something, whatever, I can I can now criticize myself without scolding myself yeah. for it, without being really hard on myself, without yeah. going, Oh, you're such a loser, and yeah. why did you do that? I can yeah. literally go like, do you know what? That wasn't right. Mm. I say my apologies if I need to, like properly. And then I can go like, I've learned from this. So next, if I'm in that situation again, I'm going to react like this. Mm. And then I just leave it. I'm not going all day about, oh, dude, I can't believe you did this. And mm. you know better than, you know, this, blah, blah, blah. So I've managed to, because I think that's really important. I think we need to be able to criticize mm. ourselves. We need mm. to be able to say, do you know what? That wasn't good enough. Or yeah. you failed there. Or you reacted in a bad way. Mm. Or you weren't being a good friend or a mother or you know anything and and without letting it just destroy you yeah completely, yeah you own know? it and accept it but don't let it like yeah i can say like, like that was what i did there was a failure but i don't go i am a failure so i don't personalize things even big things even like quite you know if you we don't need to talk about anything personal no. at all but if it's big not just something small is that harder do you is that yeah it is a bit harder but it's still like because i have so I have this that I call the greatest separation and that that's where you separate who you are and what you do, you know? So, so because I think then you can assess things much better. So like when I did the bootcamp yoga and I was like, this is going to be amazing. The first of its kind and stuff, and you know? And then I was like, this is absolutely crap actually. And, uh, and, but I could be like, okay, what have I, because I could say, okay, so this failed. 
So what do I need to improve or change or do better? Mm. And, and then you can take the best out of things and then you just work from there. Instead mm. of if I would just go, you know, if I'm such a failure, mm. it's much harder to step out of that hole. How mm. can I change? I am a failure. It's yeah. a very, it's a very difficult thing to change because it's such an identity now. Yeah. So I just watch that I don't bring it into my full identity. Not labeling yourself. No. With, you are a failure. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, then, right. then, you know, a failure won't be able to do anything good. So mm. why would a failure even try? Mm. But we're all failures at the end of the day, aren't we? In some way. Because yeah, we I say mean, failing, the things failing. that we fail, we fail at loads of things, which mm. is fine. If you just go, okay, I can, I can learn something mm. from this. Mm. You know, you just win some and learn something. Mm. But I think it's the biggest thing of not, as soon as you label yourself as something or identify as something, you start to behave as as how you identify yourself because this is your identity. So let's say, you know, I'm not. Let's just say that I'm not very, I, I I'm not very good at, at public speaking or or speaking in front of people or doing mm. anything. I'm not very good at performing. Mm. So as soon as I have that as my identity, I wouldn't go forward and do that because I know I'm not very good at it. Mm. It's not who I am. Mm. But if I just go. Um, I would love to learn how to be more better at performing. So what mm. seminars can I do and stuff like that? Yeah, this yeah. is something that I just don't know how to do. Mm. And how can I get better at it? Mm. Instead of going, I am just a person who will never be able to speak or do anything because I am, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of, of the attention they get or whatever. So then you've identified yourself and then you will just keep that mm. until you break that identification. And I think that's really important. That's really cool. And um, in education, and you've probably heard this term, it's um, growth mindset. Mm. Carol Dweck, she's done all, it's all about being open to, and yeah. you know, one thing I was going to ask you as well, like, you know, you're, you're a personal trainer, I'm not trying to label you. Um, <laughs> I've started doing some fitness work. I often get clients say, I, I ask them what they like, because a bit like you, I don't say, oh, I only do CrossFit. I only do mm. yoga. Like I, I like to, it's like a melting yeah. pot of stuff, but often they'll say, I don't like running. That's always one. I'm, or I'm not a runner. They'll often oh, yeah. label yeah. I'm not a runner. Yeah, very much. And then it's like, you know, exactly what you were saying. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's them picking that apart a little bit, isn't it? And saying, right, okay, you might not enjoy it or don't label yourself as a non-runner mm -hmm. because, you know, again, ultimately we're all human beings and we're all should be able to move our bodies and we all should be able to, oh, walk, yeah. right, if, you know, unless there's something specific there. So yeah, that's really interesting. And I think it's very much about, like I had a client the other day, it was a new client. This was some time ago. And she is, and she's 16. And in the first session, um, I did boxing with her. And she had never done boxing. She told me this. She had never done boxing. And then when I'm putting the gloves on her, she says to me, oh, I'm really worried I'm going to be bad at this. And I said to her, don't worry, you are going to be bad at this. Because you haven't done it before. Right. And, and I said, you've never, ever punched before. And she was like, no. And I said, so why do you think you're going to be good at it? Mm. Like, the expectations are yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, just do your best. And that in the beginning is going to be bad. Yeah. And uh, and I think and very much with young people today, the expectations they have for themselves is they should be able to do better than their best and better than their skill set and mm. better than what they know now. So and because you go into it like that, you give up so quickly because you expect yourself to be good and then you're not and then mm. you go like oh I'm so bad at this I'm such mm. a loser why can't I do anything right and and just see what I look like doing this and it's so bad and and that's going to stop you instead mm. of going do you know what I've never done this before mm. I'm really excited about learning this and then if you stick with it eventually you are going to be good at it I'm bad like that I do um jiu-jitsu Brazilian mm. jiu-jitsu I've got my blue belt which is just a one-up 
and I was as a white belt, I was fine. Yeah. Like psychologically, I was like, I'm a new, I'm a newbie, I'm a beginner. Okay, it doesn't matter yeah, if yeah. I fail. Yeah. If you beat me, you're black belt, brown belt, whatever. And then all of a sudden I got a blue belt and I just put expectation on myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't be bad anymore. And it's really affected me. And yeah. I really I'm still struggling. Mm-hmm. But with other things, and I'm that person, I, I don't want to be bad. And getting the belt is almost in martial arts, someone saying, You're better now. Mm-hmm. So then if a white belt beats me, I'm a failure. And, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I've actually found that really difficult. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I just wanted to pick up on something you were saying as well, mm. because a lot of your social media reels now, yeah, I, I had a good look through and I've been following it. A lot of them are you on camera mm. saying this sort of stuff in a really cool way. Has there been a conscious shift from content, exercise-based content to this sort of content? because you're passionate about it or you see a you see there's a problem out there or is it just not is it just a natural thing that's happening at the moment and you're just doing that because that's what you're thinking about yeah I think it's all of the above I actually think it's it's I think we need it more today I think I think we are a bit like just we don't understand not we don't understand that we are capable but but I think we need more to know that that I think what we often think now that either things that things have to be easy or things are easy otherwise we just can't do them and things like that and I think it's good to know that that you can have like you can have anxiety and still do that thing like you can be scared and still do that thing you can think you're going to fail and still do that thing mm. that's the only way actually to do it and get past feeling anxious and scared and, and feeling like a failure you actually have to do the thing that that is giving you that and I think we just often need reminders about that and also yeah I think it's it's more important that that the shape of your mind and the shape of your you know self I think it's more important than the shape of your body you should always exercise your body and really take care of it Mm. but how you are and how you feel and what you think of yourself and your capability and your emotions and reactions and everything I think that is kind of the root of everything Mm. how interested are you in the link between physical and mental health oh very are you is that is obviously it's always been something you're interested Mm -hmm. in but is that is that something you you think a lot about and you think about like the chemical effect and the endorphins or Mm -hmm. you know what what, oh very much like like you know the thoughts are kind of the language of the brain and then the emotions are the language of the body so it's it's very is very interactive your emotional and your physical state has that always been something you've yeah, I've always been really interested in that. And also, like, as soon as you know how your brain and your body works and, and hormones work and all of that, you can understand more when you get, like, a rush of feelings over mm-hmm. you or a certain thought. And so you can you can, you can can stand back a bit from it without letting it, so it doesn't consume you, mm-hmm. you know, like, like even with, let's say, anxiety, you know, because you can make your body addicted to something. Let's say I'm anxious all the time mm-hmm. and I give in to that and, and, and I have you know, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm having like a really good day and all of a sudden I get a panic attack. And I go, how, how did that come? That came out, out of nowhere. Mm. And it's just because now the body is so addicted to the anxiety that if it doesn't get a dose, it will actually produce it. Chemically, yeah. so chemically addicted. Yeah. 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 So it just needs it to come on. And mm. that's why change is so hard for people mm. because the body and the brain just wants to stay where they are, even if it's a bad place. They don't care if it's a good or a bad place. So, so you have to go against all of these things when you're making a change. You know, so I always say to people, do, do not expect it to be easy. Do not expect that you will be motivated or inspired or actually want to do this change. You won't. 
But as soon as you've done it for a little bit and just gone against it, it will be much easier. And obviously you're going to feel much better because you're actually doing things that you want to do and taking care of yourself. But I think people think motivation is like another thing that I talk about quite a lot because it, 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 it makes no sense. I mean, motivation is never going to be there if you're doing something new or something hard or making a change. Mm-hmm. And people think they, you know, but I'm not motivated enough. And, you know, I should be this. And they say, you know, or I should be confident about doing this. And, but you won't because you're doing something new and something and that's scary and you haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you just go, actually, you know, I won't feel like it. it will be hard for a little bit. And but I'm capable enough to do that. So, well, so, you know, what's my plan of action to be able to go against it? With no. that, if you're working with a client or anyone that's struggling, mm. whether it's physically, mentally, both, do you do you have a strategy? Do you go, right, we need to get you mentally strong before you can start working out? Or do you just take it case by case and go, OK, look, is it is the work you do is the is the um, mental health benefits, confidence and motivation, everything? Is that just built into the physical exercise? Or do you sometimes look at someone and go, right, we need to get you like to believe in yourself before we start actually really working on your body um, and everything else? No, it normally comes hand in hand. Yeah. You know, and, and normally I use them more um, like drills or something quick or boxing or some skill. Mm. I normally use a skill in the beginning then because then you can see, oh, I didn't think I would be able to and do And you this. also see, so when you ask people to either step out of their comfort zone or do something physical, you get to see personality yeah. traits or... or whatever issues they may or may not have, right? That's, do you see that come yeah. out of them? And then, yeah. Are you really conscious of that when you're doing boxing, whatever you're doing? Are you like focusing on, so like, for example, they don't want to do it or they or they say they're not very good at it. Are you taking all that in and going, right, okay, I can, I'm start piecing together. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, very yeah. much. And I think it's really good because if you're doing an action, another thing that people have, because if you are being physical, you are more open. So, yeah. so it's easier to talk. And also because I come out of nowhere. I don't know anybody that they know. They can tell me anything. And um, so while they're exercising, people often are much more open to how they're feeling and yeah. how they're seeing themselves and what's wrong and all of this and, and their shortcomings and what they just everything. So I often use that as well. So I, I just basically my thing is just exercise and then we're going to talk. Mm. And then I find out things. And obviously it's very different depending on age. You know, I know I can understand there are certain things that are important when you're 15 that are not as important when you're 35 you know so it's also just a no and it's it's it depends on the individual obviously you're so right as well because as someone that taught PE for a long time one of the things I, I love the most about them being physically active was their personalities mm-hmm. if you're you know obviously personality should come through in any lesson but if you're sat in rows or at desks being asked to work quietly you you don't see that right yeah. but if you're out and about playing mm-hmm. um then you do you really see that how you, how you work with others and how social you are and mm-hmm. you know, how you react to things and i think that's a really good point and, and actually one of years of teaching i never really thought specifically about openness when you're mm. physical specifically which i think that's a really good point yeah you work with um you work with some young girls or like school age mm-hmm. girls mainly girls you have boys in your group as well uh, no, now I'm just I'm just having girls. I've had boys before, but now they've like it's a season, isn't it? And mm. then they go to universities, mm. and then you want to come in and stuff. So now I just have girls. So the stat, one of the stats I wanted to tell you was, mm. and you're probably well aware, twenty six percent of young women experience a mental health disorder, which doesn't sound that high, but it's three three times higher than young men. Yeah, and I think that stat is sixteen to twenty four year olds. What what are your thoughts? on that and what you know why do you think it's so much higher with young women than it is compared to young men 
I mean, I think it's very much social media, very much. Like you, you, you constantly, this comparison of the perfect life and perfect bodies, especially, and perfect look. And, um, and with everything, you know, not just the filters, literally you can change yourself completely. So mm. most of the time you're comparing yourself to a person that isn't even there. Yeah. So, so you can't win. You know, it's impossible to be happy with something where you're constantly feeling like you could be so much better. And mm. also, I think with the rise and, and like the normality of, of plastic surgery and changing yourself, because right. because I can remember me as a teenager, like with um, with certain things you couldn't change. Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a given that you would just have a if you didn't like your nose, you would just have a nose job, yeah. you know, or you would change your, you know, sharpen your jaw or whatever or make your lips bigger. It just wasn't there. Mm. So you didn't give it a second thought because you couldn't change it anyway. Mm. So why wouldn't you just be okay with it? So it's a very much like, as soon as you have the option of looking like somebody else, why would you be satisfied with looking the way you look? So I think it's also that just to, just to that comparison in social media. I think that's really difficult. And, and it is, it is kind of, you know, lots of brands and stuff hone in on that insecurity of, Mm. of women and things. And what I think, it's really good to do that I tell my clients to do is first of all, always you need to validate and question the source before you believe the information. Mm. You know, sometimes they're having like these things that come up like, uh, you, you know, the, there was a challenge that was the A4 challenge, waist challenge. So if your waist is wider than an A4, you have a white Sorry. waist. And I was like, who, who says this, mm. who, who gives this out? Like, why are you believing in this? So, and they're like, oh, somebody just said that. And I said, so that's good enough. Like yesterday you were fine about your waist, but because somebody who you don't even know says something, then now you're going to be unhappy with your body. You have to be a little bit more, you have to respect yourself a little bit more than that. Mm. You know, there shouldn't just be anybody that comes and says whatever, and then you just take it in as truth. And this is just who you are from now on. And then you limit yourself into, oh, it's because, you know, Poppy in year 10 told me this. Like, who cares? Mm. Like, it's very much like, okay, so what do we think of the source? Like, is the source good enough for me to take this in or not? And most of the time, it's definitely not. So I think that is what I talk to them a lot about. And, um, and And also, I think it's really important to have things that you love to do, that you see. So it's not just about how you look you you have these interests and hobbies and skills and things and and i think that's really interesting because then your being is just bigger than Mm. exactly how you are at this moment or what is in fashion at this moment and we talk about that and we also talk about um you can change your mind whenever you want i think that's really important to talk to to girls especially when dealing with with boys and stuff it's it's often like like if you had said yes to a thing and you say yes to it again, but then you don't want to do it anymore. They go like, but, but I said yes to it before. And then I feel like if I don't do it, then, you know, I'm not being right or, you know, and I said, that doesn't matter. If you don't want to do it anymore, then you just say no now. So yeah. it's very much of being like, I can, I can choose what I do. And if I like something before and I don't like it now, that's absolutely fine. And and like um, Alicia Keys, like when she stopped wearing makeup completely mm. and it was really big and it was in all, you know, all the magazines and stuff like that. And then about a year later, she's in the dressing room and Adam Levine, he comes in and she's putting on lipstick and he goes, oh, wait, I thought Alicia didn't wear makeup. And she just said, I do what I want to do. Mm. 
I don't care if I said that. It doesn't matter. Now mm. I just want to wear lipstick. So now I don't have to justify that. Mm. So it's very much, you don't, you don't have to justify who you are. You can literally be who you are. And if people don't understand that, then, you know, they, they're not your people anyway. So it's, it's just more about kind of strengthening them and, and making them question things like, mm. like a brand called Brandy Melville. They only do one size. So now if you don't fit into that, their size, then, then you don't look good enough. This is just literally a shock. Mm. And they're making the shop is making you feel like you're not I've never good heard enough. Of that shop. How are they allowed to do that? It's terrible. Mm. I just find it, but it's more like, come on, mm. let's not let's not give them the satisfaction. This is a gimmick, mm. you know. So let's just see it for what it is. So it's more like it's more like just having a little bit of critical thinking to yeah. all this awful information that's coming to you, making right. you doubt yourself so much. Mm. So we do a lot of that. Yeah. Like, why are you thinking this way about yourself? Mm. Because of that. But so we do. So it's about questioning mm. these these thoughts that you have about yourself. Mm. You know, mm. that's really good. Is that something you? Is that like part of the quest for you? Is it? Do you see young women as a, as an area that you want to target more, or is that again just something that they've come to you? You're working with them. You know, is that an area? Yeah, I kind of started on? with that. I started with training their parents, and then started training mm. them and stuff. But I am really. I am really interested because it's in not that. social media is not going anywhere, right? And well, probably not. No. Um, and I'm not, you know, all the talk of AI, the metaverse. I don't know whether you even like. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to get my head I'm around. Kind of like, like it's going to happen. Gonna... There's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be? I think it, you know, could even be a scarier place than it is now. Mm-hmm. What, what's you know, a difficult question. I don't expect you know the answer, but what what do you, do you ever think about that? And do you ever think about the way that it's going and the problems that it, it creates oh yeah and i think it's very much also what i say to my clients they have to they have to be on a proper like they have to be very strict mm. what they have on their social media and yeah. stuff like literally yeah. like my social media like my instagram i don't have anything that i don't want to see it's a choice isn't it they yeah like choosing, even, yeah i don't i don't yeah. follow people who are who are representing what i don't like i don't have anything on my um for you page nothing comes up that mm. that i don't want to see mm. But one day, I just accidentally, I was clicking on something and I clicked on one of the Kardashians in a dress and, and went out of it. After that, I, I, I went into my For You page was like this horrible thing all of a sudden. It was all about um, this girl and, and they were showing her waist and saying how heavy she was and who was better at this way. Like I got everything mm. just about, yeah. just about the body. Yeah. And I thought... Me, my age, if I would see this every day, yeah. it, it would go in. Mm. Like it would eventually go in. Like you yeah. can't, you can't, it's, it's like the saying, you can't, you can't heal yourself in the environment that's making you sick. Mm. It's impossible. You mm. have to leave the sick environment. Yeah. So you can't, you can't be like, oh, I'm happy with who I am and I'm confident. And I don't care and I don't compare myself. And all you're doing is comparing yeah. yourself. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. So you have to leave what's, what's making you be like that. And just have to, and you have to learn that, that you can actually like I hear people say quite often like oh this is just who I am mm. you can you can always change yeah. who you are yeah. like this is like very very known there's nothing set in stone anywhere and 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 also learning like um confidence was a big thing like for my clients about learning how confidence works because they often thought that you just are confident or not yeah you know and that's just how it is but but you're never going to be confident like the same. You're never like, you're not going to be good at things that you try for the first time and start with. Mm. You're not going to be confident when you're doing anything that's mm. new. Like when I, 
became when I was pregnant with my daughter when I was 17 I wasn't confident about my motherhood skills mm. like at all I've never I'd never done that I had no clue what I was going to do and the same when I moved here and I didn't know anybody and you know to a new country and new language and new everything I wasn't confident in in the action that I was taking yeah but and this is the difference but I was confident in my ability to be able to handle it right at the time as well you yeah, yeah yeah at yeah. the time I was I, I can do this and I can work this through and I can learn and I can find out how to do this but I wasn't confident in in what I was doing I was just confident that I would be able to handle whatever came that Cap- was capable yeah capable exactly yeah. so yeah. so I've, I've 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 spoken quite a lot to them about that and the more often you take these kind of dips in confidence by doing like a new thing mm. the more you're still not going to be confident when you do a new thing mm. but you're your level of your confidence in your capability mm. will grow. So you find it easier to mm. do new things. You've got to put yourself in it. You've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. right? That's a jujitsu. That's yeah. what we always say, yeah. jujitsu, but that's life, isn't it? If you, if you don't put yourself in a, if you don't give yourself opportunities to fail and be uncomfortable and challenge yourself, you don't learn anything from it. You don't grow as a person. No. Yeah. That's really good. Um, diet and sleep. Mm-hmm. You never talk about it on your socials. And no. Like, what are your, you know, are you, is it like, so I, I, t- I did um, a presentation yesterday about sleep. Mm. Let's start there. Are you, are you, do you, do you buy into like sleep being a really important part of the health picture or do you? Yeah. Just- I mean, of course sleep is really good and you need good sleep. I'm just, I'm just, um, I don't like sleep. You don't like sleep yourself. No. Right. So why, I, why I just don't sleep much because okay. I find it more fun to be awake and I just think it gets in the way <laughs> of stuff. So I'm terrible. I sleep, I sleep, I'm fine. But, you know, if I would, you know, I, I, it wouldn't be like my go-to general advice to tell yeah. people to sleep like yeah. I sleep. But, but yeah, so sleep is kind of like um, the, the last. You're not passionate about sleep. No. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and it's kind of the, the last thing on my mind. But I know... Still, I'm, I'm never that little that I'm not functioning. I'm it fully just, functioning. I heard it described as the kind of um, forgotten, ugly stepsister of health. Yeah. So diet everywhere, exercise everywhere, mental health, obviously now everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then sleep's like I know. left in the corner. I know. But- and then, but, but I know that that sleep is very important. And, but, you know, they kind of started with that you need eight hours, but now they're saying it can't be quite individual. Mm. So, but, but... I talk to my clients about their sleep, actually, yeah. like the quality of their sleep, if they're sleeping well and things. And so for, also, it always forms part of your picture. Yeah, and also like how many hours they need, mm. you know, and then then they have to get those hours. Mm. Like it's very individual as well, what you can function on. Now, you know, I have a client and she she needs to get nine hours and then I have another one who's fine with between eight and seven and, mm. and no more, no less than seven. So so then you have to go from like, like we have like, then you have to get your nine hours because mm. then you're actually going to be fully functioning, mm. you know? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I think that's probably a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. What, what about diet for you? Um, diet for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm as a foodie, which I think helps because I'm fine with eating healthy food. Like I, not healthy food, healthy food is really good, but, but it's more like, um, I don't have to be swept off my feet with food. Do you and, buy and- into a specific concept? Do you, you know, do you, no. do you fast? Do you, do you eat meat? Are you vegan? Like do what do you? No, I eat meat and no, I don't fast. And I just go by three meals a day. Okay. And, and I, I don't believe, I don't, my opinion, I don't think you should have a lot of small meals throughout the day. I right. think you should give your digestive system a break. 
And I think if you're just constantly having something in your stomach, just so much of your blood and energy is just going into that. You prep though, right? Because I remember and, you used yeah. to be really into, do you still do that? Do you yeah. prep your food? You have it in Tupperware, you portion size it. Yeah, it's I prep cool. it. I, I say I, my daughter preps it. <laughs> yeah. And um, and it's quite good. So we just cook a bunch and have it in the fridge. So so it's so we never go out to eat almost ever because we just always have it here and we like the food and we have certain things like the certain recipe. I never get tired of things. Mm. So I can literally eat the same thing every week for as long as I will live. So I think that's that's why often I don't kind of talk about or share what I eat because it's literally like seven different things. Okay. And I just love it and it gives me everything and it's good. And the same like with a green smoothie. Mm. I just like like if somebody else would taste it, they would be like, ooh. But just, you sent me a, I'm sure you sent me a picture of one that was like brown. There it's really ugly, isn't it? <laughs> it tastes nice. But no, it doesn't no. taste particularly nice. <laughs> but you don't but care. I don't care. Like it doesn't taste bad to me. I'm used okay. to it. And also it's just really good to get all the veggies in like that. Mm. So I can literally like like the taste doesn't isn't like the number one mm. thing when it comes to the smoothie, like all my meals taste really nice right. and, and things like that. But I just don't need endless of variety. And I think also what's really good, what I what I think is very good for people because so you have willpower and people often think, you know, if you don't have willpower or something, you're just lazy or you should have endless of willpower, mm. but you literally have a tank. So as soon as you wake up, the tank is full. Then with every little decision that you make, a little bit gets chipped away. And that's why you're more inclined to eat junk food at night or, or argue with your partner at night than in the morning because your willpower is just gone. So your tank is almost empty. And what is a very big thing that takes out of the tank is, is thinking about what to have right. as meals. Like yeah. nobody likes it. Everybody's yeah. like, oh. And um, so now I just have the same thing. I know what I'm having on Mondays and I know what I'm having on Tuesdays. So there's no, and because I like my willpower to be reserved for other stuff that yeah. matters more than what to eat. You know, all of it is healthy. All of it is good for me. And, um, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I order pizza and things like that. This is not like holy. I was going to say, because you, you, you're not like, you're not just clean all the time. No, I'm not. You all. drink a little bit. Yeah. Like, you like a beer? I like? love beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. But it's more, to me, it's more like to make it easier for me. It's yeah. also just to make my daily life easier. If I know what I'm having, I just have it and it's there. I normally just, you can shop for the week. And, and also, yeah, I like, I like, I don't like to spend, you know, my energy, my mental energy on, on things that could be so easily fixed, mm. you know, and then you have time to do so many other stuff and, and energy to do it. Same with clothes. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not like, I have like, oh, I'm going to wear something really different. You know, I'm normally just kind of wear the same outfits that I like at work. And unless it's you know, Eurovision, unless it's Eurovision, yeah. obviously. Were you pleased but, that? we did say UK oh summer. yeah of course it's actually good that. Oh, that was good, it was that so thing. good because then actually people will, I'm so annoying the week of Eurovision and mm. all my clients are you like love oh it, my god you love you, it, and I go it's Eurovision week and they go oh god because then I just <laughs> talked to Eurovision even yeah. like with one client she, she I saw her Eurovision week she went on TikTok the next day and for her page was just covered with Eurovision she was like <laughs> what have you done to my TikTok and um no because now actually people here will maybe start watching yeah, it yeah well, that's the first time i watched it yeah because like, i like him mm-hmm. i like him i think he's a great singer and i like the song yeah but again, anyway we won't go there <laughs> um so i have to ask you a little bit about your celeb people that you've trained mm-hmm. um you probably can't say that much about it amanda holden nicole scherzinger good trainers like hard workers yeah, yeah? very is it all just would super you do, easy to train and is it is, do, would you say that is the secret ingredient it's just the willingness to work yeah hard basically yeah yeah and literally just you know what you need to do you know what's good for you 
just do it mm. like they're very much like that like were you nervous, like tra- were you nervous training them like were you no. at the point or did you just think well i'm not bothered with their celebrities are they still going to just be any other client and they're going to work their socks off just like yeah else? because we're all the same we yeah. want the same out of life we talk about the same things mm. the same things worry about us no matter what we do for a living like it's all the same so it's very but they're very much like they're just disciplined mm. you know so so like I get people, sometimes they come to me and they're like, oh, I want to, you know, lose a bit of weight. I'm not, you know, I'm overweight and this and that. And then I say, okay, then you have to stop eating that ice cream every night. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, okay, then then don't what are you it. saying? Then then it won't happen. Like, like, it's very, I don't understand. Why, why are you, this is what you want. Obviously, you will have to sacrifice something because if you didn't, you wouldn't be in a situation. Right. So, so just think more about what you're going to get out of it and the quality of life instead of like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't have the ice cream. But with some people like them, it's literally, this is what I want. This is what I need to do. What's the first step? Mm. So it's, it's very, you're much quicker to get to the place that you want to be at because you're not resisting the change or like crying over some, you know, spilled ice cream. Like that doesn't matter. The, 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 the well-being of the goal is always better than than what you're going to miss out that that's making you miserable to begin with you know I like that the well-being of the goal is worth the misery of what you're missing out on yeah that's good have you got any stories about them you can share like is there any like funny ones or anything that you're allowed to share no i mean i'm probably allowed to share it <laughs> but you can't just, you yeah no i mean what about any no. funny sort of training stories can you think of anything that like you don't have to say names or anything. They don't have to be the, the, the celebrities either. But is there anything that like stands out for you that that is funny that you've like people that you've worked with or something that's happened or? Um, that's funny. I, do you know what? My all my clients are very different, and, and most of them are quite mad actually. So, so they're in. You know, they have often very different lives and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So some of the stuff. What can I say? Can I say tell this story? Okay, so so I have a client and she has a she has a dog and a rabbit. So the dog was already there when they got the rabbit. So the rabbit thinks she's a dog. Yeah. Right. So the rabbit behaves like a dog. So she greets at the door and she's lies with you when you're watching telly and stuff like that. So the rabbit is a dog. And then they were going to their home country, and you weren't allowed to travel on the plane with a rabbit. Okay. And uh, so they were like, what, what to do with the rabbit? You know, we can't send her to a dog hotel because she is actually a rabbit and we can't we don't want to put it like on a rabbit form because she might come back just like a rabbit and we like this dog rabbit that we have anyway they booked a private jet for the rabbit to go back with them to the country that's when you know you've made it isn't it just just for the rabbit and i was like are you kidding one day i want to be able to book a private jet for a rabbit. Maybe, yeah, I haven't got a rabbit. But... <laughs> I'm not I mean, scared of rabbits. Like that. Yeah, but I've never have had a rabbit, Watership, Have you seen the film Watership Down, the cartoon? With them? No. Oh, it's scary. And it's rabbits and okay. they're scary <laughs> rabbits. Um, last question. Mm-hmm. What impact do you want to leave behind? So it kind of links in with your values at the start, I guess. But, you know, imagine you are. Mm-hmm. We had a quick conversation. Yeah. It's your, yeah. It's your 90th birthday party. What what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be, it's such a, it's a hard thing to say what I would want people to say about me. I think you want to be able to say that, you know, you did it like with my daughter, then that I was a capable and giving mother. Like I want her to go into life feeling, not just feeling like that I took care of everything for her, but to feel like she is like a full fledged, 
individual who can do whatever she wants to do. Like, I, I, okay, what I want to remember by that I, I managed to make so, I managed to remind so many people of how amazing they are. And they would actually go, like I get messages from people saying, oh, you know, after listening to you, I actually decided that I'm going to move to Australia that I've always liked, I always wanted to do, but I've always been too scared. But I know I can actually, I got this, I can do it. Like this kind of, that I would love. Like I want to do more of that. And that's maybe why I'm going more into the mental health because I want to yeah. do more, you know, lectures and, and seminars and meet people and do mm. more of that. And I think if I could have people that would be like, yeah, you know, I know I can actually do it because she's, she told me this. I think that would be the best. I would love that. Brilliant. Svava, thanks very much. Oh, my pleasure. So there you go. Highly capable, empathic, that's for Dr. Bear, and not taking things to, to heart or things too personally or seriously, which, as we said at the start, is if you think listening to this now what are your core values it's really hard to put one word on them but the things that came through for me there is definitely that idea that you are capable like Svava is highly capable um she had Raven young and she's been a single mom and has become highly successful and that strength of character really comes through when you talk and sit down with Svava she's really strong mentally strong um, and physically strong as well, but um, yeah, highly capable. She, I liked that at the start. She really likes to think about the experiences of others. She's, you know, the job of a personal trainer, ultimately you are you are getting to know that person really, really well and what motivates them. So you've got to be, you've got to have a level of empathy in order to do that well anyway. And then not, yeah, not taking things to heart. I think Svava really speaks her mind. That comes that comes through in that conversation. And if you follow her on Instagram, it's the Viking method. She is brilliant at looking down the camera and telling you how it is with tough love. But she does that. that she really summarizes tough love, I think, for me. If you watch some of the videos, she tells you how it is. She doesn't flower it up, but she does it from a really positive place. And it, it really is motivating. She is brilliant. She's really skilled in doing that. Watch some of her most recent reels on Instagram, the Viking method. They're really inspiring and brilliant. I love that conversation with her. Um, thank, thanks for listening. Uh, and as ever, if you want to reach out, connect with us in any way, go to uhq.co.uk, whether you're working in a school or not, um, we are here to support and help in any way we can. Take care of yourselves and speak to you soon. <laughs>